Hello, Annie Trenders. We're back. We we got you there for a second with some back-to-back episodes, but we're back to our normal uh, upload schedule. It's me, James, and joining me is Nick. Yes, I also go by Nico and Nick. And yes. Nicholas. And Nick O. So many, so many good names. So many good I, names. I only ever go by James. You, you go by Jim or Jim Bob sometimes. I, I... I Jimbo is the is the name that like some of my friends will use to just intentionally try to irritate me. Like when they're about to send you to the shadow realm, they're just like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the time like they're... if if we're playing games and they're about to demolish me, they'll call me Jimbo. Um and then sometimes I go by Jim. Uh weirdly enough, only when I'm in the Midwest and only when I'm ordering food. I don't know why, but it just seems more correct to call myself Jim when I'm in the Midwest. <laughs> I mean that makes sense. It's kind of like a like I feel like if you said your name was James, like you come off immediately as like a city slicker in their eyes, or maybe you're just like maybe there are other people named James here though. Like there's another James in one of my classes. It's not like it's an uncommon name. But doesn't it give kind of like a little bit distinguishedness? I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying, just you should con- you should conduct yourself a little bit more royalty. It it might get actually really annoying really quick. So like, uh, what if I go around calling myself Jim? Or no, just like going off like James, like being like Your Majesty. I am just like, hello, sir. Like I don't know. It just sounds like a king's name to me. Um, uh, I mean, there there have been several King Jameses. Yeah, of course. That's 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 why I thought of it. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. No. No. Uh... Not sure there's been any King Nicks. Uh, I mean, there's a Czar, there's Czar Nicholas. There's Nick. That's not a good. That's not a very fortunate one. Uh, yeah. I mean, maybe I just got kings on the brain just because of the whole like you know. The queen the, is dead. Queen. Long live the king. Yeah, they had to like change all of the pronouns of all the songs now. Uh, yeah, there was um, there's uh, I can't remember if it was it might have been an NPR article I was reading. But it was literally about the race on for all the uh, the Wikipedia editors to change the Queen's Wikipedia page to past tense. So like changing all the is to was. I mean, it's just like a quick control F, uh, copy, re- find and replace. It all yeah. is to was's, but it's just so, it's like the cruelest sort of click on the mouse when you're just yeah. like, Psh, it is done. It is now recorded in the annals of history. Yes, in the 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 uh, unchangeable stone tablet of Wikipedia. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyways, anyway. so I was gonna say, like, so before this episode, I was like trying to find any sort of references to British royalty in anime, and I can't find any. So if somehow someone is able, there's to... not a lot. Yeah, like I'm actually kind of surprised, you know, like with the late. Queen Elizabeth II, like, being such a, like, I guess, icon, iconic figure. Like, like you just kind of, like, already know the likeness and everything else. And then yeah, I would think that there would have been, like, an anime reference somewhere. You know, like, but I, yeah. I don't know if that's just because, like, I've seen enough examples of, like, anime Obama. Yeah, like, the president. Anime Obama, anime Trump, anime George Bush. Like, I've seen all of them. Anime those. Ronald Reagan in the most cursed sense. Okay, so, so have, you, have you watched Baki or read Baki in any way? <laughs> no, but I think I know what you're talking about, because you brought it up in one of our group chats. Yeah, no, it is actually kind of incredibly cursed as a show. It's a really great manga. It's incredibly cursed for so many reasons. So the key thing about Baki is that Baki's father is like literally the most strongest person in the whole world. Enough so that he could murder the president whenever he felt like it. So because of that, um, the president of the United States has to sign a treaty with Baki's dad <laughs> to be a non-negotiable, like a non-aggression pact in order to safeguard yeah. their, um, their protection. And every president since like, I guess Reagan has been doing this. So whenever there's a new president, like in the world, it gets written into the manga that they all have to line up. Like the new president needs is like told by the previous president. Oh, by the way, like we have a, a treaty with Baki's dad. Don't don't ever mess with him. He is scary. Um, so like 
because the manga has been around for so long, you have like the similar scenes of just like these every president is like now like signing like the treaty with Baki's dad. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that is that is really funny. There's so many like, oh my god, I wish I had like visuals to show on this because there's so many cursed panels, like there's just like it's it's a wild. Send them over. I'll put them on the Twitter account. Oh my god, it's just a wild, wild manga. Which is why also it's like it's kind of cursed how Netflix um, ended up releasing Baki by like releasing the like second part of the manga, like a third part or something. Like you basically, if you started to watch it on Netflix, you like apparently miss like one adaptation from like the early 2000s and like a second adaptation from like the late 2000s and then like then they drop you like right in like literally like the third arc it's like it's like if you decided to start dragon ball z at like the boo arc oh my goodness so like yeah there's there's a and then it's just such a confusing series in the naming because it's like oh god do i have time to like even like name the entire Baki series in order because there's there's like three or four I think. Yeah, go go for so, it. So yeah, fast Baki facts. The first series is called Baki the Grappler. The second series is called Baki. The third series is called Baki Hanma, which is his last name. <laughs> I forgot what the fourth series is because <laughs> it is like just as confusing. Let me just Baki series. Oh my god! I'm just like, isn't Baki written by um? The father of the mangaka for Beastars. Yes. And that's also funny Wild. because the mangaka for Beastars, she used a pseudonym for like the longest time because she didn't want the association. As in like, yeah. so she got her, she started her career completely unknown. Um, yeah, under a pseudonym. Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. So like, it was like pseudonym, got that, and then used her own merit. And then it was almost later where she ended up releasing that. Okay, so fast, cool Baki facts. There's actually five manga parts. Uh, there's oh boy. Number four is Baki Do. And then number five is Baki Do. <laughs> like, like the way of Baki? No, Baki no, Do. yeah. But like, okay, so part four, you spell it Baki, B-A-K-I dash capital D-O-Y-U. Um, okay. Part five is just one word, no dash. So Baki Do. Like just like Baki Do and Baki Do. That's the what? So the only difference is there's a hyphen. There's a hyphen and a capital, but yeah. Oh my god, that must be so irritating to try to explain to people. Yeah, no, it, it's literally just because he's like he finishes and is like, all right, I guess I'm gonna write more. And so it's there's 145 volumes in the series. Oh my god. Yeah, that's so much. It's it's almost too much, but also like I feel like if you read manga you get probably amazing meme panels in like almost every other, like every other level. It's like, it's actually insane. Like I, 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 this, this whole episode, I wanted to talk about the newest Jojo's batch, but like, I feel like my hot take is that Baki does crazier more than Jojo's in a lot of ways. Oh my God. Like, and that's from the series where, um, in part four, where Josuke like punches the plate of spaghetti. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's, that's a pretty good panel. And they just, they go really hard in, in Baki. Is Baki the one that's like, now how will you escape this? Uh, uh, what the was tetrahedron the or something. Yes. 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 That is, that is from that series. And it's from an arc where Baki has to go fight a like the sec so the second strongest guy in the world in order to fight his dad later on, who is the first strongest guy in the world. So he he that guy's in prison. He mm-hmm. has to go into prison in order to fight the number two guy. So he has to find a way to get into prison. So he basically tries to kidnap the president. <laughs> but like immediately surrenders like oh actually i just want to go to prison and then i I believe it's supposed to be george bush and he's just like oh okay cool (laughs) like i'll I'll put you in prison bucky (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh anyways that was a good uh, initial opening i'm i'm in a really silly mood right now but yeah. Unfortunately, oh the subject matter requires a not a silly mood because you also saw the latest uh, movie that just came out this week, I guess. 
Yeah, I did. Uh, I watched it yesterday, which is why we're recording this on not our usual day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was Goodbye Don Gleese. Uh, I think we mentioned yes. it last week, and now we kind of get a we little mentioned bit more it, of a... I, two weeks ago, I think. I don't mm-hmm. know. Whichever one is the episode I titled Annie Trends Film Fest. Yeah, because I was able to see it at Anime Expo, and then mm-hmm. you were able to... Um... I was able to watch it yesterday, um, which was the 14th. And, um, cause that was when the theaters are showing it dubbed. So depending on how fast this gets edited, uh, there are still chances to see it on September 18th and September 20th. I think those are both dubbed opportunities, but, uh, it's a good movie and you should check it out. So that's going to be kind of like the main two things we wanted to talk about today. Cause it's new, new flashy things. I mean, it's really big, but the new Jojo's part batch came out, um, one thing before we get to the chart check, um, I did see mm-hmm. in some of the replies that someone did suggest to have us talk about Call of the Night and Maiden Abyss, and like Maiden Abyss. we have planned that on the docket, so um, look forward to that. So if you have any future ideas of things that you want to cover, it doesn't even have to be current anime, it could even just be like different genres or other formats um oh i hope you're looking forward to different genres and other formats next month everybody yeah like i mean it could be we're, we're trying to play around with what what we want to talk about and um it, it helps us kind of plan for some of the episodes that just go beyond like what's currently trending even though we are the anime trending podcast but there's always there's so much to explore um every week absolutely and let's i'll be perfectly honest sometimes trying to keep up with the news cycle gets pretty tiring and it's nice to kick back and just talk about something that we already know we like yeah exactly um so without further ado let's get to the char check char check we should we should get we should get a drop for that we should find a way to make one like a dot flack. um yeah so we got our chart check this is the one that got published week nine uh published on september 11th uh in first place we have call of the night in second place we have shadows house season two in third place up three spots is vermail in gold i think this is its highest spot um so far this season in fourth place also up three spots from last week is uh lacoris recoil uh in fifth place is the yakuza's guide to babysitting in sixth place is My Stepmom's Daughter is My Ex. In seventh place is Classroom of the Elite Season 2. In eighth place uh, is Made in Abyss, The Golden City of the Scorching Sun. In ninth place is Overlord Season 4. And in tenth place is Engage Kiss. Ooh, what a fall from grace for Engage Kiss. Down seven spots. Seven spots from the previous week. Like, how often was it coming up because i i want to see what the history is for this it was it was up pretty i mean it was on third place last week i think it's been in the top 10 pretty consistently the last couple chart checks we've done so it's it's been performing yeah and it was even like really really pushed because i mean between that and licorice recoil the two big a1 pictures shows um, yeah, Aniplex was pushing him pretty hard at Crunchyroll expo yeah like i forget like i it's almost like i felt like both of them were pretty pushed but i can't remember if which one was pushed heavier i think engage kiss got a little more because they actually had like giveaways for engage kiss they were giving out like chapstick like logo with a logo on it because you know the plot involves smooching for powers i don't which is kind of funny because i i feel like licorous recoil didn't get as much but it is just like the better show i think objectively Um, objectively the numbers don't lie the twitter account has more followers than the modica twitter account now that's pretty big because you said offline that that was like what is is that because modica was like the largest twitter account for like any anime or i think it was for a while i don't know actually i'd have to double check the numbers um because i i wouldn't be surprised if there's some other shows that might have substantial like also pretty substantial followings just because they're large uh large fan bases but yeah no it's the i don't know i do somebody brought it up and i was like oh that's kind of neat because Monica is kind of seen as this this i want to say like almost institution the the mobile game was not great but and i have some folks have thoughts about um rebellion but um you know it's still kind of it's an iconic show and to have something that is currently airing before it's even done airing you know overtake kind of this established show 
is kind of interesting. Yeah, and I, th- I think the key thing is that, I mean, this is basically an original show. There's no source material with it. Um, I, actually, no, there, that's not true. There is light novels, I believe, but it yeah. pretty much was not like an like heavily established light novel, which is different than like, let's say a show that's going to come out like solo leveling or something that like, you you know, already has like a huge following from the huge following. Source, yeah, source I don't, material. Um, yeah, I don't think like horse recoil had it like a, uh, had a big uh, following before the show came out. Uh, and it's consistently done very well on our charts. I am watching it. I am enjoying it. I can't wait to finish it this week. Cause then the last episode comes out Saturday and then we get to, uh, settle the debate once and for all i don't know how to tell people this but y'all don't know some people some people not everyone but there's a there's a lot of people on twitter that don't understand like the implicitness of like the show from the themes but um i find that really funny and like but also like kind of something that i kind of want to get into next week about um how there's like certain ships aren't valid Unless, like, mm. they see certain things happen on screen, which is such a weird standard for the show. Um, yeah. Whereas you, you don't really get that on other couples charts, or even couples that are on the um, the Anatrends page. Um, I really want, I hope Gracie's, like, out of her uh, busy work schedule um, to join us for next week. Um, or maybe she'll, she'll be talking about it for Girl Taku, at least. Um, yeah, yeah. Girl Taku covers a lot of that. I don't know if they've done an episode on it yet, um, but I will. I will continue listening. Their most recent episode, by the way, fantastic. Absolutely Everybody should go listen. Awesome to Awesome episode. Yeah, um, yeah. They, it was a pretty big first for Girl Taku. Um, they ended up getting um, Rosalie Chang, who is a special guest. She voiced uh, Ming Lin from Disney and Pixar's Turning Red. Um, so she got to sit down and talk about psychological horror anime um which is like the greatest thing to be like yes the voice behind this wonderful children's character from this children's movie all right we're going to talk about shows where people's fingers get you know like oh yeah no absolutely it was it was hilarious um and also the fact that like from one of the things she she mentioned to me like at crx was that like when she got into anime like her dad ended up showing her um perfect blue when she yeah. was young, and like it's <laughs> absolutely a good first anime, in my opinion. Um, it's definitely gonna scar someone for life, but it's it's objectively one of the best things you can show somebody. So you should watch Perfect Blue. Yeah, watch Perfect Blue, everybody. Watch all of all of all Satoshi of, Kon. Uh, all of Satoshi Kon stuff. If you don't want to feel super weirded out and like traumatized, watch Tokyo Godfathers. Then just watch watch the like watch the heartwarming one. It's like what is Millennium Actress also like in that horror realm or is that uh, Millennium Actress so I remember watching Millennium Actress when they were giving it like a theater rerun and it's not it's not like a horror but it is definitely like trippy in terms of mm-hmm. like especially because it's a film about filmmaking the line between the movie's reality and like the movie as a movie like the movie within the movie uh is is really hard to separate sometimes i think there was some people that were like trying to make an observation that there's sometimes you can see like a red dot in the corner and that's supposed to be like when there's a camera recording or something Mm -hmm. i Mm -hmm. learned about this after i watched it i was not paying attention to the corner of the screen while i was watching so uh maybe i'll have to rewatch it and see if that's the case but at least yeah i mean that seems like it gives you i mean the tribute shows tend to be like the most rewatchable yeah, it's definitely something trippy shows, sometimes mystery shows, those are always good on the rewatch. Um, because there's now that you know kind of what's going on, it gives you the chance to to pull your focus away from whatever maybe the main subject is and pay a little bit more attention to the background. Actually it's a good idea. I'm gonna write this down. I want an episode sometime about shows that get better on rewatch. Uh Shoujo Kageki Review Starlight. Done. Done. No. <laughs> No, I got so much more out of it the second time I watched it. That was probably because you said you watched it, and then Mehdi said, no, you didn't watch it well enough. And then, like, sent you back to your room to watch it again. No, he didn't. (laughs) No, he didn't do that. He he just took advantage of the fact that we were locked in the house because the rest of the world was on fire, and he's like, "Cool, well you're not leaving, you're not allowed to leave, so we're just gonna watch it now." (laughs) There is no world but Red Starlight. (laughs) Yep. 
So, so if you were in a uh, remote pod and you were just going to a star, and that was all the anime you could bring, it's just going to be that the whole time. I might, I might act like if if I was. Uh, this is this is funny that you bring it up because back when I was in high school, uh, there was in jazz band. There's a conversation about something called a desert island album, which is like what is an album that you would take with you on a desert island because it's the only thing you're ever going to be allowed to listen to. And I could probably see Review Starlight as a Desert Island show. Like, if that's the only show that I get to watch, I might actually watch that. It depends. I think if if you're kind of putting me on the spot there, if you were really going to present that question to me, I'd have to, like, go and think for a really long time. Uh, because I overthink those kind of, like, there's like, hey, this is a fun hypothetical. And I take it way too serious. And I'm like, all right, I'll be back in a week. I got to go, like, walk off into the woods and stare at some rocks to think about it. Mm. I guess before we move on, like my my pick would probably be like Monster, only because it it's a long show, so I can probably watch it a bunch. There's a lot. Oh of well, if we're going for long shows, done. then I'll just take Galaxy well, Express three nine. It's like yeah. hundred and thirty episodes. And, but, well, I, I was just gonna say because like it, it's kind of ironic watching it like on a desert island when like the whole a lot of the themes are like kind of fighting against nihilism, anyways. So it's just mm-hmm. like ah, uh, I am in the middle of nowhere and nothing matters. But what? But at least I can watch this. <laughs> um, at least I can watch my moving picture show. Yeah. And just and just like loop it forever, you know. Yeah, that's I'm going to did you write down the topic of Yeah, I wrote, I wrote it down. down. Um so that was technically our chart check. Um Call of the Night number 1, Shadow's House number 2, big consistencies there. Um 3 3 weeks and 2 weeks. Um definitely Call of the Night has been big from the start and I definitely resonate a lot with the themes as like the days have gone on and i i do find myself being really insomniac and not wanting to actually sleep um and part of it's like oh wow did i live my day to the most fulfilling time and i'm like having to ask that question as i watch that show so the answer for me these days is usually no yeah so like let's look forward to that so as we dive into our two completely disjointed topics we have Goodbye Donglies, as well as the just-released Netflix batch for JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6, Stone Ocean Batch 2. Hit me up with that JoJo's, Nick. Uh, I'm I'm uh, suffering from withdrawals, both like... Be- it's difficult because I want to watch it, but I don't have a Netflix account, which is a barrier to me not watching it, but then also I've got so much else going on. It's really easy for me to go, I don't have a Netflix account, so I just can't watch it. I'll worry about it later and just keep putting it off, which is also the reason I haven't finished the uh, the anime for part five. Well, I mean, the good thing about JoJo's is that I feel like my my unpopular opinion is I do like it watching them all at once, like batch after batch after batch. Um, the problem is that it took like an entire year to do 12 episodes, which yeah. is like drove me insane. Whereas like normally how I would do this is like I'd either watch an episode a week, fall behind and then finish it all up by the time it's about to finish. Um, yeah. So like that is like the ideal way for, for me. It's just but but then there's some people I think who swear by the Jojo Friday, which which is real. So you have like an episode a week and then you get through like 60 episodes for like a whole year, you know? Yeah, it it becomes it becomes a a cultural ex, like a group viewing experience. It's it's a part of the cultural zeitgeist. Yeah, and like the fact that JoJo's produces so many of the memes is that each week you end up getting the freshest, dankest memes of the week. Yeah, you get to take advantage of of a, you get a week for each episode to produce produce memes. Yeah, so. Personally, I, I don't know, really know who, who dropped the ball at this point, whether it was internally within David Productions with the schedule of animation. I mean, it's kind of tough with um, COVID has been just insanely hard for things to plan around. Yeah. Um, there's also that added aspect of like Netflix makes dubs. And so that adds however many months to the project if you have to coordinate with multiple language drops at the same time. And like Disney Plus has that yeah. same problem where like, non-Japan-based uh, Disney Plus subscribers can't watch some anime that even though Disney has yeah. the license, it's just they're, they're they're working on the dub and they're not going to release it if they don't have an English. Um, and that's just because of the numbers. I mean, that's that's even why. Yeah, it's, it's all numbers-based. It's because when non-anime fans click on something and it's subtitled, they just immediately click away. So you have to release it dubbed. Yeah, and it's, it's rough. I mean, that's even why like you have movies that will have a dub 
with them. And then, like, I don't, I don't know the exact box office numbers if we can see like sub versus dub on, on that. Um, but there's plenty of accessibility options um, for many of these movies. Um, like, it, it's, so, it's so standard. I mean, I don't, I don't remember when the last time I've had to go to a theater to watch a film and there wasn't like a dub option. Yeah. Um, absolutely like that that almost was like 10 years ago or something where it might just be subbed only um but yeah so that 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 was my big strike is that man that was rough um the other strike is that this this part i think for the bachelor part two it's a little bit slower where part six goes um in my Mm -hmm. in my opinion that's just because like I feel felt like this is kind of like the most fillery version of the fights to the point where even though I've like read this part, like I forgot so many of the subplots because I'm yeah. waiting on like some of the really insane fights coming up. Um, yeah. That being said, if we go to the actual list, we had um, let me think about this. So it was like the main plot was that they have to get the Dio bone from the super prison within the prison yeah the solitary confinement yeah it's like so so jolene ends up going to solitary confinement and then meanwhile the main big bad poochie has sent assassins in to also like get the bone as well as uh kill jolene at that point because he's he's been keeping his identity secret from her uh whereas she's still Mm -hmm. trying to get um the main disc at that at that spot so I'm not going to dive too deeply into like the actual spoilers for this batch. It's more like this is this is how this whole arc is kind of going, um, because yeah. there's a couple of pretty good fights overall. We have like some of the weird weird powers. Like we had dude who makes uh, meteors fall from the sky to get him. What was it? What was his name? Um, Oh jeez, I'm I, I'm trying to remember. I know there's another one. There's the Feng Shui dude, and isn't that like Dreaming Dragon? Yeah, Dreaming. Like that? that one is so weird. Where it was like the fight is like, oh, it was was it Limp Biscuit? No, Limp Biscuit is uh, is is Invisible Zombies. Oh, you're right. Yeah, I, yeah. In- I remember that one because I loved I loved the Limp Biscuit fight. Invisible Zombies. So he makes dead thing like makes corpses into invisible zombie corpses so you invisible can't... zombies yeah <laughs> the 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 reason i remember that actually is because um is uh because uh the year i i work at a summer camp and the year that uh my second year working there like limp biscuit was ev- like the st- the unofficial staff theme like we would just listen to limp biscuit all the time while we were up there and the uh and the scouts weren't there, and so I came back, and then I got to read part six, and so we got to Limp Biscuit. I lost my mind because I was like, "This is great! I've spent my summer training for this." <laughs> what else we had? We had Survivor, which I th- I thought that was pretty funny as a thing. Yeah, stay away from water. You get you get really angry with that power. Yeah, yeah. Dragon's Dream yeah. was weird because that's the one. It's like Feng Shui, where yeah, he, the guy can like literally punch your throat and make you drown but like that's that's not his actual power he can just do that because he knows the like the magic kung fu in order to like kill you with like a one punch sort of thing and then his then his actual power is just like ooh extreme luck yeah and uh, what else we had we had yo yo ma oh the the frog looking thing yeah, yeah creepy little green looking thing I don't even know. Oh, yeah, we had Green Baby. Had a Green Baby thing. And then we had... Oh, yeah. And then the the bit ends with Jailhouse uh, Lock or Jailhouse Rock. Yeah. Um, I I think of the fights, like, Jailhouse Rock is, like, was my favorite one because I think it really played with a ton of the, like, crazy... I mean, it it was like you're you're watching a psychological mystery show at that point. Not not so much a law fight. Um, whereas the other ones were more just like things are going to happen and we're going to win somehow. And it wasn't like too much depth, I guess, in like the strategy. It's like, how are you going to fight meteors coming right at you? And I'm like, I, I'm going to figure that out when I, when it gets to me, you know? Um, yeah, the, uh, I think the, uh, the meteor one, is that planet waves? Planet waves. Yes. Yeah. And and this is like from the plot. It's like one after another. It's like planet. I wave. had to look it up. That's how like 
it's like how obscure it yeah is. no it, it, it's it's really forgettable overall just because you're like wait that was a thing i because you're just like it's like a couple chapters in the thing it's maybe like an episode or two per fight and yeah it all takes place in that same prison compound it's like yeah so it's like there's these four things happening and it's just all of this chaos is happening i think i think canonically this is like the whole sequence of all these fights are taking place over like 15 minutes or something yeah. so so naturally we have to have like five or six episodes to to resolve that bit but like meanwhile i thought in the plot we actually got some like really interesting backstory um where in the same time that the Stardust Crusaders were going to Egypt, Dio just had a special friend in Pucci. Yeah. He just sat around talking about philosophy. And one of the things I thought was so funny about it was that one of the discussions they have is about how there's only there's no such thing as weak stands. Except the weakest yeah. stand is objectively survivor. He says this like, quote, there are no weak stands, which canonically is like about two or three weeks before he tells Joseph Joestar to his face that he has the literal weakest stand because it's the camera power. Yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty bad of a power, not gonna lie. That's a bad stand where you have to I, you have to smash a camera. I think he gets better at it. I think Hermit Purple, if if I remember correctly, gets better. Like at some point it starts being able to control TVs. Yeah, he could just smash the TV or something, but it's like or, or yeah, like it, it's like it's like you put like a magnet on the TV. It's it's still wrecked, but it at least doesn't dive into the Speedwagon Foundation's coffers because he's doing that to like some random civilians like public TV, you know. Yeah. Um but I I just love that idea of them just mail having to mail him like 10 cameras or something like because he's just smashing them. yeah iconic <laughs> but yeah so it's 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 a pretty good batch of, of episodes um enjoyed it so far and we have was it 24 episodes have been out now um i have no idea so when what, like halfway through based on past jojo's series we are either halfway or um because like right now i want to say that there was 38 episodes total which is strangely mm-hmm. very short for like a JoJo's. I thought part five was like around that 40 to 50 range, like 48-ish. Yeah. Part five was almost, a, was basically a full year. Yeah. So it, it, it seems like you have maybe 38 total, which is a little bit less, but maybe it's just kind of like the kind of story that part six is. It's just probably not that long of a of a part relative to the other ones. Because it's really just kind of like the main simple goal of like, Jolene needs to get Disc to save Dad. So it's it's very yeah. much like one way track, and it's like okay, maybe we're gonna get there, and then there's like one or two other things at this point where um, where it's gonna go. So we'll we'll see. I I need to I need to actually like get around to reading it. Mm-hmm. And like yeah, I I just hope from like a high level point of view, like I mean I hope JoJo's does well from from the numbers. Like I I think the thing that like I I hate seeing is where like internal Warner Brothers staff are just saying hey. We might not make more JoJo's. It depends if you, uh, mm, like, they're channeling that uh, Zelda CDI character. They're like, mm, give us some <laughs> rupees, my friend. And it's like, bro, can you just, like, everyone is watching this show. Like, yeah, I think the issue, I think, and I don't, uh, you know, the opaqueness of the industry that we don't have a good window into is like, I think Crunchyroll was better about sharing its viewership numbers for popular shows. And I don't think Netflix does at all. Yeah, they don't. I don't. I don't know if like if if Warner Brothers Japan themselves have a great way to monetize it, or I mean, clearly Netflix had to have outbid Crunchyroll to get the um, the license to get the in license, the first yeah. place. So that that's already like probably a much higher order of magnitude from the Part Five bidding war. Um, yeah, it's it's just strange because we're at this weird spot relative to the um, streaming industry where some company like most of the companies have had to kind of pull back a little bit um because yeah. of the fact that you're fighting amazon you're fighting Crunchyroll, you're fighting i mean I, i'm not gonna put Crunchyroll on that same level because they're just they're just not from from money perspective but you're fighting um you previously were fighting time warner themselves for Crunchyroll, but now that Crunchyroll's under sony you're actually fighting all of sony um in order to outbid Crunchyroll in some cases um yeah and then you're also it fighting is, Disney. Uh, so it's like there's four just 
mega the corporate consolidation of entertainment once more yeah no it's uh it's it's i don't know if i would call it bleak but I, it's it's definitely in this weird spot it's, it, where it is it is not a good picture uh i'm not gonna say that a crash is imminent because it it's not but there's definitely risk factors associated with this level of bidding that we have not seen in, in this industry and yeah Part of that goes to other companies themselves that have had big money issues. Like if you've been following the recent news with Warner Brothers um, themselves, I mean, it's like HBO Max. They had to cut yeah. a ton of content from a lot of their stuff. And like, I, I don't know if like the full reasons in there because like none of the articles. I don't think they'll ever it. reveal it. Yeah, because like the thing is like once the streaming service is revealing like their numbers, they're, they're dead, dude. They're dead in the water relative yeah. to these other companies because they have to – it's really a huge competition and they're, they're kind of playing big chicken to um, outspend without destroying their properties. And so when uh, HBO slash Time Warner Discovery or whatever you want to call it um, has kind of overplayed a lot of it. And they, they had to cut back using their kind of their new CEO. He's been canceling a ton of productions. Um, Dude, the animation, the fact that like, I think the worst part is the shows that were already made that got pulled. Yeah. Like, like there's, um, like American animation, um, what is it? Ghost Train or is it Infinite? Infinity, Infinity Train. Train. Um, yeah, Infinity Train. And, and a couple others. Uh, OKKO. Um, like these these are like legit, good quality, passionate animations. And they're, they're, they're not yeah. necessarily Japan. I mean, they're mostly based in the West overall. But they're popular shows that had consistently high viewership that got enough to keep getting greenlit for more seasons. Yeah, it, it's, now... it's just weird. It's like they're cannibalizing like the Cartoon Network backlog. Oh, they um, totally are. And it's it's really strange kind of seeing that within the industry. I, I, I don't know where it goes from here. I, I'm just afraid just because like JoJo's is like technically under this this umbrella, um, even though it's 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 Warner Brothers Japan separate branch, yeah. but they're still going to share the similar financial woes overall if there's. Um, any sort of big massive pullback um yeah we get to we just get to kind of watch it happen and it kind of sucks yeah no i it's it's scary i'm like powerless to watch all this stuff um yeah anyways uh part six is out enjoying it uh i have no idea when the next batch is gonna be probably gonna be the last batch once it's out and then yeah and then and then we get to and then we get to bow down and pray and hope and pray for part seven Oh Lord! Every, everyone has me. been praying for part seven, like since honestly since 2012. Anyways, when the original animation for 2012 came out, it's 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 like yeah. that popular and most demanded. I want part seven so bad. I haven't cosplayed a JoJo's character in a while, but I will I will make another cosplay if part seven gets animated. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely going to be. I I'm looking forward to the day because honestly, like it. it Part six announcement kind of broke the website one that that same day when it, when part six got yeah. announced, and I'm 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 pretty excited from this just from its own aspect of um, Jolene's just a great character. Um, yeah. Love the voice work uh, for her eye is amazing, and I'm looking forward to her casting in Chainsaw Man because she's going to be yes. power power. It's like honestly, it is like the most perfect casting i i have personally seen from just kind of like how she voiced from there versus like how i hear the, the character power in my head and the, kind of like the very nature of just like the, the thing i i'm so excited uh we got mm. less than a month for chainsaw man also i i'm i'm really excited for makimo's voice too i am as well uh apologies to tomori kusunoki for the terrible fans that are gonna be <laughs> chainsaw man's great chainsaw man fans are a little less great and i say that as somebody that's very enthusiastic about the series yeah no i i've talked with other people i mean connor has said like you're you're the real chainsaw man if you were with him since fire punch we don't want to gatekeep but but like you gotta draw the line at some point to make yourself feel superior in some ways right well it it wouldn't normally be that it wouldn't normally be that bad except there are some people that have just absolutely atrocious behavior online when it comes to makima especially and 
I don't want to be associated with that. So you kind of want to draw a line to be like, you don't understand. I'm not like them. I, I'm going to talk about this once it comes out. But like Denji, the protagonist of Chainsaw Man is like literally designed to be the stupidest shonen protag in existence. Like if it's like if you in any way have identified or associated with this character, like that is really bad on you. <laughs> <laughs> like um so like it's almost like i feel like it's kind of like an irony is just lost on some people or it's um, the it's that meme of like if you idolize them you missed the point yeah yeah kind of like yeah it's like that rorschach vibe where it's like no you yeah. don't you don't want to idolize this guy this guy's like like Redenji's not crazy he's just he's got two needs and it's all driven from just having an unfulfilling like life like he is not a human being in his entire life because of just how he was treated yeah so i mean if if you all are going to identify with that like uh power to you i guess no don't lo- don't bring yourself down to denji's level don't be don't be anyway we got off track anyways let's talk about something else okay so now that we're going to change our uh, tone of the show so let's let's talk about coming of age film uh goodbye Donglies. Um, so I talked about it like a couple weeks ago, and now that I've convinced you to spend your hard-earned American dollars on a whole thirteen dollars and eighty-one cents. So uh, what did you think? Because personally, I didn't. I didn't watch it uh, for money. Because I mean, I mean, technically, I mean, I paid for my ticket to Anime Expo, but I was able to watch it kind of for free. Yeah, but you also watched it in like a room full of people, and I watched it in a movie theater with like six folks in it, which was kind of nice. Uh, there were two people sitting in front of me that were constantly whispering to each other during the previews because they had all those like, hey, it's a Studio Ghibli, you know, fest, like, you know, G-Kids just really, really taking advantage of that license. And it's a good that they do. But like, you know, it's Howl's Moving Castle is going to get a theatrical release in a couple weeks, Oh yeah, nice. uh, you know, to, to go out and watch and a couple other things like that. And I was like, oh, man, if you're going to keep talking in front of me, uh, the, you're going to ruin everything. But they shut up as soon as the movie actually started. And uh it was great because, it, you know, everybody was very respectful. Everybody was very quiet, which meant that at the very end of the film, when that big reveal happens with the... Um, the phone, the, the phone you, thing. We can yeah, talk with the about phone. that. I'm trying, not, I'm trying not to spoil it too much because this is something that's currently out. It's not like other shows where we're like, oh, it's been out for whatever. We yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going to try anyway. to keep the spoilers minimum, but also like... Yeah, but... W- when that reveal happened, I heard somebody behind me like choke back a sob, like well, the know, audible sound dude. of somebody trying to suppress noises. Oh my gosh! So it was funny because I showed up about maybe a minute late to the film on my end. Oh, you monster! So I don't know what the opening scene was, but I know I was like, okay, there's the the phone booth on the waterfall with the shining lights, and I'm like, wow, that's really pretty. So I didn't I didn't grasp the significance of it until the very end scene oh the very end when it flashes back to the thing that happens at the very yes so like i i think i was like oh this happened at the very beginning this is what i missed and i was like oh wow that really it got me too but like again like i had a really big theater but everyone's just dead silent at that moment that's good it was funny because i walked out of the theater and i met up with gracie who was watching as well um and she she was not okay. She was really really sad from that film. Like, yeah, I was like, wow, that was a. Uh... I mean, it, the thing is, it was like it was a very sad film in in a lot of ways, very heartwarming in others, but mm-hmm. it wasn't. Um, I wouldn't say it was like a shock value sort of film. Like, it really. It wasn't. Uh, I kind of I kind of knew where it was. Part of it was because I knew about uh you know you read the descriptions, but I also kind of could tell pretty early on into the film like all right. This is what's going to happen to this character. This is what's going to happen to this character. You know, the general story beats. Because it's, it's, I don't know, it's pretty, it's a, I don't want to say it's, it's not boring, but it's, it's, it's not telegraphed. necessarily it's like, trending. It's telegraphed. There we go. Yeah. We're the bestest of friends. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Nothing will ever break us apart. Yeah. Like we'll always be there for each other. And you're like, Oh yeah. And the thing is like, it's not like it's kind of a surprise when it gets to some of these moments. It's more, but it's, it's, it's not dawdled on either. Yeah. Like, I think that the emotional punch kind of hits you, like kind of where you don't expect it. Yeah. It's, it, it comes at a different time because the neat thing is that it's not like a surprise to everybody, both like some of the characters are aware of it and they're talking about it in the movie and you can hear their conversation regarding it. 
And so because they take away the shock value of it, like, oh, suddenly happening or whatever, um, it it means that the the reveals kind of later on are hit a little more because you're not as prepared for them. Yeah, exactly. And it's like it's kind of an interesting idea of just being close friends, um, trying to kind of like make your way in the world. Um, mm-hmm. Cause really at its core, the main, the main plot of the film is that you have kind of these three misfit kids. They call themselves the Don Glees is their kind of school club. They're not popular. They stick around until one day they are trying to get footage of fireworks, but with their, with the drone footage where unexpectedly the drone flies away and then also unexpectedly is something in the fireworks goes awry and a fire happens. Well, we don't we don't know if that's the case is is the thing. We we don't we don't know but like the point is that they the whole town thinks that the these three are the cause for the giant fire which could ruin their lives if they don't get their reputation um back. Yeah, which is basically like a summary. That's ba- you basically read out like the summary that they give for the PR materials about the. Yeah, movie. I've seen it enough times. Oh yeah, you're right. I look at. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly what happens in here. Um, but yeah, it, it's. I mean, the key thing is like, yeah, there's a simple drive, but it's like, let's go in the wilderness, kind of like Stand By Me style, where we're just yeah. it's just us three kids entering yeah. our adult lives soon. I was just saying it was kind of like the idea of like you're moving on with your adult lives, but also you might not necessarily be as close to your friends as you thought you were. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like that idea of like maybe not necessarily this big tension, but it's like kind of like, oh, we might be go- our lives might be going in completely different um, directions at this point. And that that's a hard, scary thought to have. I mean, some of your friends in elementary school might not be the same as middle school and middle school to high school and it's it's that sad moment of like realizing like oh we're not going to be as close going forward yeah it's it's interesting because i i got what i got out of a lot of it is um it does kind of harp a lot on uncertainty and not necessarily you know thinking you know what you're doing and then having to like sit and have a like a real conversation with someone else or even just some reflection and think about like is this thing that I think I'm doing correctly right like I like Toto the most as a character because he seems the most put together at the beginning and then he is not <laughs> um which I I I get pretty well cuz I you know, you know, middle school, high school, I thought I knew what I wanted to do. And now I'm here thinking about it. And there are times when I sit down and go, oh, my God, is this actually what I want to do with myself? Um, and and I've gotten I've gotten better at kind of resolving that. But it's something it's nice to kind of see that that process play out on screen, because that's one of the things that got pretty relatable for me. Yeah, like it like it's OK to say I am not in control of things. Um and like in quoting one of the recent uh, Girl Taku episodes where they were talking about um, anime scenes that really stick out, there's there's a scene in Castlevania where um, Isaac says, oh, it is time for me to start living. You know, like instead of reacting, um, we must act. And I think that's the kind of like a different um, way to think about it, where there's there's moments in your life where you might not be as in control, where you have to re- you're reacting to a lot of stuff, um, and that's overwhelming at times. And it might feel like you're just not in that, like I guess in control of what you want to do in your life. But it's kind of a matter of perspective over: Are you doing these things because you want to, or because you feel like you have to? You need to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. That that's a big one that I feel like gets tried to get tries to be brought up in like anime shows about coming of age, but I think honestly, Goodbye Donglies does one of the better examples of of the nitty gritty on it. A lot of times, you'll in a t- in a TV show, it'll be like an episode or two where they like try to go and find themselves or whatever. Whereas because this is a movie, you get and because it has a much smaller cast you get a lot more time to sit down and really focus on that and watch characters like, you know, get into arguments over it. Yeah. I mean, it, it, are there even more than the main three characters? So we have, we have uh drop Toto and Roma. And yeah. then there's Tivoli is there as like, 
her her role in all of this confused me a little bit uh and so i, I kind of want to wait till gracie comes back because i feel like she she can describe things better is that, than the, I can. Is that the character voice fail at kind of Zella? Cause she, or is it somebody else? Yeah, because she's kind of like I, it's somebody. It's somebody I remembered because I heard her voice, and I was like, "Oh, she was in. She was in a place further than the universe." Oh, which oh, I know you're talking. About. Is yeah. another show that this director did, and so I was trying to place it, and I thought I was going to look it up, and then I didn't because I got home and went to bed instead. Yeah, like I'm looking at the Mal, and there's only like the four uh, cast list. Um, yeah, which basically. is funny because like the main three, um, Roma's voiced by uh, Natsuki Hanai, huge star. Yeah. Uh, Toto is yeah. voiced by Yuki Kaji, also uh, Aaron Yeager, um, huge. Yeah. And it's funny, Drop. <laughs> I love I love Drop's name, dude, because he's the he's the third friend. Because it used to be just Roma and Toto just as best friend, yeah. and then Drop ended up dropping into their lives. A um, very appropriately named, but he's he's voiced by Ayumu uh, Muras uh, Murase. I think I'm saying that right. Uh, he voiced Kage in Ranking of Kings as like a recent um, thing, but he's also uh, Hinata from Haikyuu. Ah, okay, that's that's much more the uh, the voice. Yeah, like, yeah like, like if you look at all these voice. three, it's like I think that there's a lot of um, a female audience fans that love like all three <laughs> of these characters for very different for probably similar reasons in, in their own, like pick your favorite character. You know, like there's definitely like a best boy fight going on in this show. Yeah. Um, Kana Hanazawa wins best girl, I guess, by virtue of just being, I guess, the only girl. <laughs> the only girl, and even then having a pretty small role in the show. Yeah, I, I don't even. She's like a couple minutes. She's there in like a flat. She only talks. Talks like, like two lines, like right? A dozen lines. Yeah, yeah it was like not, not a lot. Um, but yeah, no, the voice acting's all really solid. Uh, technically, like from a technical aspect, just because I want to hit on that real quick. Um, pretty solid. I, there were a couple, like, and I don't want to say, it feels weird bringing up 3D, uh, because there's a lot of 3D animation in anime nowadays, and so people are like, oh, 3D is bad. It's like, no, 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 3D is perfectly fine, and a lot of the times you don't even notice it, which I guess is why when you do notice it, it gets a little, it sticks out a little bit. So there's some, there's some, uh, some stuff that sticks out with, like, bicycle rides, some of the bicycle riding scenes that are like, okay, that, that doesn't look as smooth as... It could be, and there are other times where I managed to like focus for a little bit and realize that, like, oh yeah, this is also like a 3D animation, and so I know that the movie can do better than that because it does. And so there's a few that kind of stick out that kind of pull me out because uh, it's it's just kind of it's just kind of there, but it's not a huge deal um, in terms of animation. What what I do really love though is the landscapes oh those waterfall shots and yeah i was gonna say that waterfall at the beginning like it's just such a good like emotional peak you know it's just like all the iceland shots um just just all of that uh the the lake that roots that that highway 71 goes into like all of those wide angle you know shots of 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 landscapes usually with like a water feature so beautiful i would watch an hour of just that with a combined with the soundtrack which is um uh hujisawa i which if memory serves also did composition for revue starlight um but like the the low strings and kind of like bass noises that accompany a lot of those waterfall shots uh it does such a good job of filling you with that sense of awe at kind of like the splendor and power of those kind of 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 natural formations which it's it's kind of funny because i get so used to that in in movies and tv and then when i go and actually look at a huge awesome amazing waterfall i am less impressed which makes me kind of disappointed in myself <laughs> depends on the spot because i mean if you go to a place like yosemite i think sometimes of the year you get some pretty massive looking waterfall mm-hmm. in the spring um, yeah or maybe it's like one of these days we need to go to like niagara falls at some point I'm, I'm sure that would be like a pretty good similar vibe of just seeing all that or even like those um those amazon i kind of want to go to iceland amazon and see River if all that stuff falls. is real i, I want to go if like iceland is real you know what if they've been lying iceland is real iceland's real yeah. I did like seeing uh the there's a bunch of thank you credits at the end of the credits and there's a couple things where I'm pretty sure it's like thank you to a couple Iceland whatever's and I'm pretty sure it's just like thanks for letting us use your airport as a reference. Oh, that's funny. 
or or maybe they were able to just take that that one hiking trip out to yeah, get the references. That, that might be it. Because the director is Asuka Ishizuka. Do, do you know if they ended up taking the staff to like Antarctica for place for the universe? I don't know if they did that. I should look that like, up. Like just like I'm let's see sure if we have a business expense where we take all of our animators to Antarctica. So like that way we they uh, do that. I mean, mangaka go on trips abroad to get better uh, better references. So it. Maybe not all the animators, but maybe just her as the director, or maybe like one of the one of the other senior production staff. Yeah, and like from recent examples, I remember like Burn the Witch. Um, even like um, El Malloy has a ton of London, 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 yeah. London, London. So pretty. London in reality, I think, is not as pretty as anime London. Meanwhile. <laughs> Real Iceland might be prettier than anime Iceland. Oh yeah, speaking of I know my sister actually like just went to Iceland. I need to ask her about it. Like... Yeah. <laughs> it sounds pretty rad. Yeah, I mean I'm put that yeah. on my list. It's a good idea. Going to the big hiking. I gotta I I gotta find myself, you know, find that Yeah. Phone booth. Take your camera with you. I, there's there's a couple story things I wanna talk about more later, but I wanna wait till people have an opportunity to actually see the uh see the movie and then hopefully by that time Gracie will be back and I can listen to her probably more well thought out analysis. Um, yeah. I mean, the key thing is that if there is time on the schedule for some of this stuff, I know that <laughs> I really hope Gracie has, has time to come back on some of the stuff. She has been like busy season for honestly months. two months now. Dying. Um, it's, it's almost there. I, I'm going to promise by end of Gracie, October, if you're listening to this, hang in there. Maybe Gracie will be back. She has not left, by the way. She is just, yeah. you know, real life is having a lot of the stuff, and that's understandable. And if you really need to listen to Gracie, she has plenty of time to talk about her great hot takes on the Girl Talking to podcast. You're transitioning. Away. You're making it sound like we're closing the episode. Uh, I mean, we're, we're approaching the 60-minute mark. Is there any other points we want to talk about for Goodbye Donglies? I mean, we love the environment. I love the story. Uh, it's pretty simple. So, like, at, at its core, it's not like you're going to go watch a fast-paced film. You're, you're going to this to get, yeah. like, in the mood to, like... Go into this, soak up the atmosphere. Yeah, soak up the atmosphere that, that it's providing you. It's giving you some really good stuff. Um and and just kind of enjoy it. It's not going to have like a ton of action. It's going to have some a lot, you know, it's focused mostly on the characters. Uh which is why if you kind of have been listening to us, we're kind of dancing around a lot cuz again, if we want to get into the characters, we have to get into the story and we want Yeah, and I don't want to tell you I don't want to tell much. you like how you should feel about the show because it's just like it's it's just how it was experienced. I just felt like mm-hmm. there's a lot of ways you can um pull a lot of like things from like your personal life i guess into the show um yeah that, I think, that was that was and, how i felt like with the twist i guess with some of the emotions leading into it it's um like i i found that like a lot of the reasons why i felt so personally affected by that was just thinking back in my life um just as i get older um or some some things might not necessarily be the same um in in some ways and it's like you have to kind of like live with all the time you have and know that some people might not necessarily have the same luxury. Yeah. Um, but you still have to kind of like, you might have to have that, that I guess you have to deal with like what you got, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's hard to like say something like so simple off of that until you're like kind of mm-hmm. in that spot. But um, it's just a, I think I think that was kind of like a lot of the main themes with Goodbye Donglis that I thought resonated with me personally. Yeah, there there are definitely some parts where I really empathized uh, with with the or sympathized. I can't remember the exact specifics for each. One of them is something you have experienced before, and one of them is something you can just generally relate to. Um, but uh, there, you know, there's there's aspects in all three characters that I think everybody can can pull from during the movie. Uh, you know, I felt I I got like a shiver towards the end, which I guess is the most emotional response I've had in a while for a show. The bar is still set to, you know, Machia making me cry. That's that's still got to that's still where we got to got to top it. And it's one of those things where um, it was a good movie. I don't know if I'll if if I'll 
you know, go out of my way to watch it again, though. I don't, I don't know if it's something I'd, like, pick up on disc. I want to watch, you know, everybody should watch it at least once, but I don't know if it's necessarily something to go and, uh, it's not everyone's cup of tea, I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that's why even, like, if I had to, like, rate a bunch of movies together, I think Inua was my favorite of the year. Um, and it probably will be by the end of the year, just because of how I felt watching it. But that's kind of different where I felt so uh, rock starred, energetic watching this, where I was just loving the spectacle, um, which is a different feeling of like watching a coming of age story where I'm just like, ah, I see as I'm as I'm, I'm experiencing it. Like, like, ah, what are these human emotions that are uh, not positive and high energy? Oh, God, that does not yeah. compute. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I think final conclusions as we kind of dilly-dally for a while on that. Watch Goodbye Don Glees if you have the chance. Yeah, so it'll be probably another week or so in theaters. Um, uh, let's see, as of this recording, there's a screening in three days and there's a screening in five days. Yeah, you might be listening to this and there might be a recording tonight or in an hour or five minutes. I don't know. I, I'd recommend mm. it. Um, it's good. It's pretty good. Go watch it. Go watch it. Any other final closing thoughts on Goodbye Donglies or anything else you want to talk about, James? I don't think so. Okay, well, I have a funny. Okay, give me so the funny. So I currently have a Crunchyroll Award in my possession. Oh my god. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, so this this is no joke. I don't know who's going to hear this, um, but... I, I don't know how to say this, but I own the uh, the uh, Best Villain of the Year Award for the Crunchyroll Awards. Do you know who that was, James? What what year of the Crunchyroll Awards? Probably like this year or last year. I want to say it was 29. Whenever the last Crunchyroll Awards that was like had physical awards in person. Had physical awards? That would have been, I think, 2019. Then. Yeah. Okay, 2019. I think uh, it's 2019. Which would, been, which would have been which would have been 2018 shows. How many 2018 shows do I Maybe remember? Maybe it's 2020. I don't know. It's It's... Let's let's start guessing. Let's start playing a guessing game. I I can't think of it. The first thing that pops into my head is just like what is what is the lowest common denominator one. So I'm like, quick, what are the villains from My Hero Academia? No, not not that. It's it's okay. it's a good villain. <laughs> it's a good villain. What shows from came a out good that year? Show. I don't remember. It's 2019. Just just maybe it's 2020. Uh, 2019 to 2020. It's a season one I, of a show. Season one of a show, which means there's more than one season. Yeah, it's it's a good season, but the show season. is bad. The show is horribly bad. The show is unwatchably bad. That is retroactively ruined every aspect of the show. Uh, sorry, it's not. It's it's not. Then the promise Neverland. Um, no, it, it is the promise Neverland. <laughs> it is the promise Neverland. Oh my god! It's the good season. The season one. The good season isn't. Doesn't that make it? Um, the 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 mother character yeah um, yeah it's isabel isabella isabella there we go. yeah isabella, so yeah. it's a it's a it's basically like a imagine just a weird plastic cutout of Crunchyroll Hime and the plaque just says villain of the year isabel promise neverland <laughs> we should we should we should give that to actual anime trending isabel <laughs> that actually is a really funny idea she can be our villain of the year. Oh my gosh, she's going to hear this and be like, wait. But like, she's going to be like, so sad if you call her a villain like that. That's like, that's not cool, but that's it's fair. so, it's so ironic. Um, Who is the villain of anime trending? Villain. Uh, the anime. The anime itself. The anime? Um, the villain was the anime we met along the way? Yeah, because sometimes there's episodes, there's shows that like, should not be trending, but they are. Like Rent-A-Girlfriend. Like Rent-A-Girlfriend is the villain. Like, forever. Is season two out already? Or is it is it waiting to come out? Uh, I, I want to say yes, but I also don't want to acknowledge this show's existence. Hey, with the amount of manga there still is, we'll probably get a season three. Oh no, it's it's out this season. Yeah, season two is coming okay. out right now. <laughs> right now, okay. Well, it didn't top ten, yeah. so that, that uh... good. Thank you, thank you, everybody, for your hard work. Um, but yeah, so like, apparently, a friend is moving out of the country, and so they previously worked at Crunchyroll, and so. Um, they just happen to have a whole box of goodies from Crunchyroll that um, were either going, were either going to be stuck in this box or needed to be destroyed forever. And so, like, Yay. the craziest thing I got was because, like, a lot of this stuff is like um, posters that are signed 
by people for giveaways for specifically yeah. for giveaways and so Crunchyroll had the contest maybe they didn't get the all of the, them given out but according to the guidelines or the contracts like they cannot like sell them or um do anything with it so it's yeah, either they have to be given they have away. to give them away or like just destroy them and so that was why some of the stuff got into a box and so we ended up digging through just all of this random country roll loot. Cause like, again, you're, you're moving out of the country like forever, you know, it's like all this stuff's going to get destroyed if you don't find it. So yeah. I was able to get some cool stuff. I have a signed poster from the staff of the eccentric family, as well as a poster of Shinichiro Watanabe uh, when he did his work on Blade Runner 2022 blackout which is like the precursor to the 2049 movie. So it was like an anime short that um, Watanabe-san directed. And he, he did like Cowboy Bebop and like Wolf's. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, like he's, he's a huge he's a Bones, co-founder of Bones. We already interviewed uh, the other Mr. Bones. Um, he's Yuko the last Nami. one, right? Yeah, they're both co-founders at that point. So yeah, he is my personal like. Oh my gosh! Like the only person I think is like on that same level to me in my head is like I really want to meet um, uh, Masaki Yuasa at some point in my life. Yeah. But yeah, no, he's he's a this guy's a rock star. So I'm just like this. This is just the box full of some of these posters, and I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, I, I wish I could have been there, but alas, I'm two time zones away. Yeah, but I'll try to. Yeah, maybe I just send you the the best villain trophy. I have it in oh my, my mantle, dude. It's like next to my anime figures and stuff, but like it's it's so ugly. It is an ugly trophy. And I'm not saying that to be mean at Crunchyroll, even though I, I wanna be. Um because like we, we have made our physical awards for our Crunchyroll or our anime awards, uh for anime trending. Yeah, the anime trending awards. Um so like I think ours are more like plaques though. They're, yeah, they're more like plaques, because I think the idea is just to like put it on your wall Hang or something wall. or um Yeah. And if anything, like whenever we see these videos of like uh, Japanese studios inside their um, apartments, like studio tours, yeah, they don't really um, like have as much stuff hanging on the wall, uh, or, or or at least like there's not much space on the floor, so it's like oh, it's yeah. hard putting it up there. So yeah, that our ours have has function involved, and also half of the time we're just like, hey, we have this award. Do you guys want it? <laughs> Sometimes they'll respond yeah. and sometimes it'll be official. And, and I think over the years, it's been easier to get these um, out and about to yeah. the recipients as people vote for the anime awards. And a lot of people get more attention on the anime trending awards um, really helps us overall. Um, it started from like kind of like a giant, please senpai notice me vibe to like um, actually allowing us as an org to kind of grow and do what we do. Yeah. And so thank you viewers for some of that. Thank you, viewers, on this list on this audio only uh, medium right now. Yeah, I mean, if anything, it just gives you more vibe, uh, more reasons to like kind of go vote for um, the current uh, shows coming out right now, because um, all of that does does come back and does really help us every day. Yeah, look forward to December when we start gearing up for the awards. Okay, you ready to do the outro? I thought I thought that was the outro. That was yeah. So, anyways, uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening. You can follow us on our socials at anytrends pod this is the anime trending podcast you can also get all of our podcasts at anywhere you get podcasts such as spotify apple music uh, or wherever um also take a listen to girl taku because of the recent rosalie chang episode and you can follow me at nico the neko on twitter and and you can follow me on twitter at at konochioda yes this is the Anime Trending Podcast, and thank you Thanks so, so much. much for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Goodbye.